This is Daniel, your Game Master and Master of Ceremony. This is Tori, and I play Dooley. This is Sorcerer, and I play Ty. This is Becca, and I play Mirgrat. And this is Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Welcome aboard. Look at it! Look at it out there! Not a dry spot in the sky. Here we are in this way station of a bar, looking out upon the world and watching the rain come down. Rain. Like tin gods falling down. Like a mission. And we're halfway there. From some old bride of fried forgotten port of call. Ah, Greg, why don't you get Elissa? We have performances to arrange, and we have things to make, make good, but, uh, oh, speaking of performances, they're here, they're here, they're good, 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 good. Ah, good, good. You're here to listen to Badini's performance, and I have more stories to tell. Good. Now, sit, drink. I am told there is these, um, uh, what are they called, Greg? Nachos. They're, they're very excellent. You must try the nachos. So, when last we left off with our trepid adventurers at the Tau Marie Celestia. So, have I gotten to the flesh suits yet? No? No, no, okay, I haven't got that. What about the, the, the oncoming of the box? No? Oh, these are not spoilers. You forget this everything. Now, where was I? Oh, yes! So, Mirgrat, the Pakbara librarian, had been asleep all this time, but we'll get to them soon enough. However, the quest had continued on with Duli and Tai. They had gone and found archaeologists who knew stuff about technomages, who they thought might be a link to the drug Amber. They then found a person in the ports named Adam Gibbons with a special star crystal, blue star crystal on his chest. He made an arrangement so that Ty and Uli could talk to another person about a franchising opportunities for Amber. This led them to the hands of Joey who said, if you do a favor for us, we will do a favor for you. All they had to do was talk to Benny. You remember Benny? Yes, they had to talk to Benny to make sure they knew that he was telling the truth. Benny, however, was hung up on like a piece of meat over a hook. They left him alone in the room and said, make him talk and get rid of it. Yes. And for that, they would receive a percentage of the missing drugs that Benny was supposed to deliver. That percentage would be about, what was it? Uh, oh, Elisa, what was that about uh, 400 credits, yes? Oh, uh, Ty, you know, what was it about 400 credits? I know, it had to be 400 credits. It did offer Ty 4 million credits, so that's why she agreed to any of this. Was it 4 million? I know million? was there. You just definitely said 4 million, I wrote it down. <laughs> something Ty would write down if yeah. she was writing things. Yeah, wrote it down, circled it, underlined it. <laughs> By the way, you do realize what you'd be pay getting paid the four million for, right? Yeah, getting uh, information. Totally. Yeah, getting information and disposing of those who provide it. I mean, or just making sure he doesn't talk about it. <laughs> Thus the wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You know, you're talking to a made man here, you know, right? Cross that uh, bridge when we come to it. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. 
So, so I am asleep under my desk. Yes. During uh, now, we can work with you as to what you've been doing, and you know, depending on how Dooley's connection is and how far the Mariners are in their game. Uh, <laughs> uh, this is a spring training game, so it's going to be a while. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I didn't figure it was going to be like, hold on a second, we're bottom of the eighth. I, I'll be right back. Or or if you're like a lot of my friends, okay, so my elf is preparing this sh- shot up, and you motherfucker, that was a strike! Anyway, going back to this. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's a spring training game. It's, it's not that important. Where we left left off is an interesting cliffhanger, but since that involves Dooley and Ty, we're going to put that on the pause for a minute and let you, our listeners, suffer a little bit longer and let our players suffer even longer than that. So let's start with Miogret. Miogret, you have been studying this interesting, bizarre chemical for a long while, trying to figure out its properties, its natures, everything else like that. The fact that it's, it's very similar to these stone seeds from uh, one of your outlying planets is fascinating, except it's a narcotic, even to your people. So, um, I think I was trying to get as much information about stone seeds as I could. Um, okay. And so I had sent a request uh, to the library for information. Okay. So while you took a quick power nap and a snack, which thank God nobody was there to watch, mostly the power nap, snacking is funny. I'm sorry, a thing with face mandibles snoring is just funny to me. I mean, I don't know if I snore. I feel like that's something I would I would know about and correct. It's it's a well, lot of thing. I don't know if Pacmara ever snore, or they have different uh, undulants for that vibrate and you know act as a, as a. Uh, a larynx for them because they don't look like they have sinuses and the sinuses is what, is what determine your snoring. Yeah. I, with the atmosphere that they're native to, I don't think sinuses are a good idea. Exactly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, you don't want to hear someone with throat plates snoring. <laughs> I don't know. It might be hauntingly beautiful if their singing is any, anything to go by. True. Or or it ends up like uh, people listening to uh, what is that the 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 electromagnetic recording you know the white noise seeing if they hear oh, voices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can see I can see uh, snoring Pakmara as a uh, as as a form of clair, uh, clairvoyance <laughs> <laughs> as a prognostication. Excuse me, that's the correct term, prognostication. So yeah, so while you had your power nap and. You think there's evidence of your compatriots who came and went while you were asleep. Yes, you did get to receive, receive a message back. Now, the good news about the ship, uh, again, we're still working with an interesting level of technology. By the way, I have to point out the fact that I mentioned that Babylon 5 is a technically a retrofuturism game now to uh, on, a face, on a Facebook group for Babylon 5 and caused nothing but chaos. Listen, uh, I've come to terms with the fact that I'm extremely old. You're welcome. Making people who are worse nerds than I am really mad about a thing is one of my hobbies, so I'm glad I got to do this through you this time and not in person. <laughs> ah, ah. <laughs> okay, then bonus points. Congrats. Uh, 
another oh. another victory. Yeah. And don't worry about feeling old, considering that I believe I am older than you, and I know that Tori is older than I, so, yeah. Dude, uh, I've been like me since I was 16, so it's all good. <laughs> just embracing that crone energy from your younger days, just say, I'm just going to run with it. Yep. <laughs> I know people who have done that, why not? So yeah, so you did, uh, but thanks to the technology of Babylon 5, yes, the central communications port probably got a root message back uh, from the central library, uh, because again, Pakmara are technically wealthy as hell, uh, and you as a librarian are a person of standing and stature. So yes, they'd be more than happy to uh, assist as best as they can. So yeah, it probably costs a little bit on their end, but they were able to send it transmission through hyperspace to get to you, uh, at, or as they say, uh, at the speed of story narrative. <laughs> that, that, that's a that's a librarian technical term. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, for the record, I actually knew a woman who was trying to write for the original Star Trek show, for the one in the sixties, and. She got what is essentially the, the show Bible, and she asked a simple question. How far is it between Earth and the Klingon Empire, or between another place? She was trying to figure out how long things would take, what the story beats, things like that. And she got in return, it's as far as it needs to be. Space is messy like that. It's, yeah, it's, exactly. It has to do with relativity or something. <laughs> but uh, when she realized there was no set distance for anything and nothing else really set for a science fiction show, she kind of went, screw it, I'm done, I'm writing my fantasy now. That's kind of the thing, is like, people will be like, oh, hard sci-fi, et cetera, et cetera. It's like, no, all of it's kind of a little bit fantasy. Get off your high horse. Mm -hmm. Unless your name is Arthur C. Clarke and you're making hypothesis? No, just, just deal. <laughs> Considering that we have gotten so many things from Star Trek, and now people have actually made lightsabers out of, out of fused plasma. No joke, somebody actually got a uh, lightsaber-like device. It's kind of bizarre. That sounds unbelievably dangerous. It is! It is! Uh, he, it requires a backpack full of fuel. He can cut through He can cut through steel with it, but not, like, swipe steel brakes. It's more like, again, with a blowtorch. But because it's a focused plasma uh, arc... It only goes in one direction and actually will go up and go down exactly like a lightsaber should. So anyway, uh, that was a tangent. So in the speed of story narrative, you were able to uh, get the information you needed for the library. And they sent you what they had about uh, the stone seeds and or rock seeds. <laughs> I have to write this stuff down. But a lot of what they mentioned is that some of the materials that were found on this were found uh, in certain areas that... Later, to use a term, archaeologists have determined were outposts for beings that were much, much older. The rock uh, seeds, as far as they can tell, while being this one part gelatinous, one part crystalline material, there is a hypothesis. Nobody can test this, but there's a hypothesis that the rock seeds were, in fact, a... Oh, what's the word like? Manufactured material. They were one part, not even not even carbon, but again, it was partly organic, partly uh, crystalline, partly uh, stone-based technology that had been coerced by larger powers into was essentially the wilder hypothesis is that you drop one of these. Very uh, illegal. 
Yes, very, <laughs> very illegal. Um, but you would drop one of these in ancient, 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 ancient times, drop one of them on a planet, and leave it be for about a thousand years, maybe longer, and you come back to a fully functional city. Nice. It utilizes the materials local, a lot of the stone and, and things like that, transmutes a little, but not as in transmutes rock to water, so much as takes the quartz within the rock to make larger crystals, which become larger uh, palisades out of the quartz rock, that sort of thing. Translate, transmutes rock to other rock. Essentially, yes. Does not transmute rock to flesh, which is a great way to get out of a hallway trap in D&D. <laughs> uh... Yeah, so these things, but they're, they're things that take thousands of years to basically turn the moon into a Mimbari colony. Mimbari colonies are known for having lots of crystal everything. Yeah. So, yeah, but this is, you're talking, there's no record of any species that has this. So, again, the hypothesis is that this is part of first one technology, shadow tech. Borlon tech. There is acknowledgement that there are, what, six other major old ones that are known out there. So who knows if it could be part of their stuff, too. But that's the hypothesis, is that this is first one tech. Okay. And yet, somebody's using a variation of it to get certain people high. Like, really, really high. I mean, in any... that, That tracks. Like, in a given society... If something exists, someone will figure out how to use it for drugs, right? I don't know if I entirely believe in that statement, but I do understand the statement. Uh, if there is a form of recording, some of you will use it for pornography. Right. Uh, if, similar concept, I guess. Like, if there's a substance, like, people huff paint and sniff glue and stuff. Like, if there's a substance, people are going to be like, hey, is that going to get me loopy? And if the answer is yes, they're going to keep doing it. That's how that's how sentient beings work. Okay, technically true. I'm not going to argue that one because I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing better than the phrase, damn, we're stupid. But, yeah, so that's a good question, though, is if this is, again, you thought it was, you know, techno-mage tech or something else like that, this is, you also thought of memory serve, this was also uh, much older. This is not something that normal uh, sentient races have access to. And that's most curious. Now again, the paper and the information from the library does specify that all of this is highly hypothetical. One, there's no way to test any of this. There's uh, no ways of going back in time or finding a first one and saying, hey, did you make this? All they can work with is what they have. And it's kind Where's of like finding... You need one. Sorry, what was that? Where's the Zathras when you need one? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is a term in archaeological circles, and it's very, very true. If you ever go to a museum and something is listed as ritual device or toy, that is, that is a synonym. It's not actually what it is. That is the museum's way of saying, we found it, we don't know what it's for, we think it's this. Yep. I am familiar with that. (laughs) So, yeah, what these, uh, the the amber, in a lot of cases, while it's not the same substance, uh, uh, rock seeds are actually closer to a bluish hue. Amber are, of course, closer to amber, so you're talking yellow, uh, golden orange or an orange-yellow. 
it's a different substance, but they share very sim similar enough properties that it's puzzling. Okay. So that's what you get back from the report, basically. Unless there's any other questions that you can ask, which I have not elaborated on because there's only so much I can think of at the moment. Yeah. All right. So I think I'm going to to forward that information over to um, to Dooley and and uh, Ty, see if I can get them on the horn and 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 tell them that. Okay. Well, in again retro futurism. You can't send them the information packet because they don't have a receiving agent. Yeah, no, uh, I mean, like, I'm going to try and calm them. Yeah, so, so yeah, so you're going to be a little bit the, you know, uh, you're to duty, please respond. So this is probably a good point to mention, but oh, we'll get, yeah, to get to uh, the other team in a second, but this will be a good time that once the doors close, you guys do get a uh, Dooley gets a little bit of a chirp from Mirgrat. Say, you know, do the, uh, you know, uh, Mirgrat Dooley, please respond. Just as the doors behind you had closed, leaving you, Ty, and Benny alone in the room. But I just wanted to make mention of that because that'll probably come in for, for canonical reasons. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, Mirgrat, yes, they are not picking up. They are. Kind of chime a few bits, and for whatever reasons, they're not picking up. But so, what do you do? I'm gonna call Ty. Oh, definitely, definitely not picking up. I'm a little busy. <laughs> okay, so allow me to say this from Mirgrat's perspective. Suddenly, your two friends who were available thanks to Avalon Five Tech at a at a, at a basically like like text or cells are available at a moment's notice neither one of which are picking up. And you haven't seen them in a while. But they, they did come back to the to headquarters while I was napping under my desk. Mm-hmm. You, you believe. You're fairly certain. Yes. Okay. You can't tell what happened while you were asleep. They didn't leave a note. But you're fairly certain that's what happened. All right. Well, if I can't get in touch with them, I think what I'm going to do is go to uh, Steerage and uh, seek out my friend who runs the Pachmaran Cafeteria and uh, see see if they've got any updates for me. Okay. Because um, I, gave, I gave them the amber sample and was like, you know, keep your face tentacles peeled for this and, and <laughs> let me know what you find. Keep, keep, the, uh, keep a scent out for this, but don't touch it! Yeah. We've seen what happens. Don't touch it. Very enlightened beings should not act like idiots. Should not unintentionally act like idiots. That is true. Save the idiocy festivals for the times of the Great Celebration uh, when it's appropriate. After that, stop doing that shit. <laughs> uh, so, yes, you head down to Steerage and go talk to the old, the, the, the broodmates, as it were. People who are, you know, part of the cafeteria. Now, there is a new maitre d', uh, as it were, of the cafeteria. The one who took the substance has been basically referred to as maitre d' of spirit at the moment. Ah. He, he's uh, taking a little R&R. &R. Something like that. Uh, he's considered a place of reverence because, again, through his unknowing, he showcased that this was a danger to the Pak Bara and something to be uh, 
to be avoided, but also how best to handle it. So through his sacrifice, he has gained honor for the people and has helped the people. So they want to remember him as well. So yes, his his name, how unspeakable as it may be, because I do not have that kind of larynx, is, is now kind of uh, lovingly painted on the very top of the cafeteria. It's not the Gurukrakt uh, uh, Memorial Cafeteria, but it is closer to Mikrakatak uh, Space. As you know. Yeah. Hey, welcome to Minarakats. Can we take your order? That sort of thing. Yes. Um, this is not something that is, as far as you can tell, been sanctioned by anybody on the ship, so much as they've just kind of, so like I said, started painting the name above the door and waited for somebody to complain about it. Which no one's going to because it would require someone to, to go to a Pacmara cafeteria. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to a Pacmara cafeteria, inform somebody who cares that Sturridge is, do- is doing what is essentially graffiti, and then bring it up to the people doing it, and for most people involved who are not Pakmara, who have nothing to do with the Pakmara, and unless the Pakmara complain, aren't going to just even go there, so who cares? Yeah, no, like, that's a lot of time to spend in and around a Pakmara cafeteria if you're a non pakmara mm-hmm. Like, I feel like that's probably, like, the general, like, the Pakmara are used to kind of having, like, their own extraterritoriality just based on the fact that no one really wants to be around them. Exactly. Nobody except a few other small species, many of which do not have the sense of smell or, you know, don't seem to care about uh, the general decorum, which Pakmara find, you know, elatory and fascinating. Everybody else feels are shambles. I mean, we have a very distinct decorating sense, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's kind of like going to Liberace's house. Everything's gold! Everything is Great and fabulous, and it's good in small portions, but that much is becomes a massive eyesore, and you just don't want to deal with it after a while. Uh, similar sort of thing with Pakmara and other races. The Pakmara see everything as lovely and ostentatious and a, a very exacting style. Everyone says, oh god, why did they do that? Uh, <laughs> yeah, to each their own. A difference of opinion. Let's just you know, say So when you head down to uh, the the Memorial Cafe, the new uh, maitre d greets you, bows, uh, he, he refers to you as librarian. Um, how can we be of service? Hello. Yes, I have. Uh, I left a sample of the substance I am tracking with your predecessor, and I was hoping to see if you had any new leads as to its distribution and source. He nods a bit. He says, we do not know of the distribution. However, we believe there is more than one on board. We know that there is one group interested in it. We know that there is another group that may be also interested or producing it. We do not know specifically. We can point you in the right direction. And they are, and he kind of says, I have to warn you, they're in human-controlled parts of the station, and you know how they can be. I'm going to do, like, the Pacmara equivalent of a wink and then pull out one of my air fresheners and just, you know, put it on my chain. (laughs) You're going to look like the Mr. T of air fresheners after a while. Yep. Uh, (laughs) 
But the other thing is, is you know how humans are. Those humans are. They're loud. They're gruff. They they have that strange smell. They 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 think everything is how loud they can speak. How crazy is that? That sort of thing. It's an acquired taste, but uh, I I am fond of interspecies communication. They they I bow to your wisdom, great librarian. In that in these cases, but we have discovered. One other detail that we have been able to d- describe from this. Oh, um, please share. We discovered that there was one of us who sadly kind of looks around, tries to come up with the best euphemism possible, has unfortunately tasted of the forbidden and is no longer in recognition. He tried out the, the, the amber and is now completely out of his head. He oh. mentioned... This he is really disturbing. That is that it's now out of his head. Yes. Mm-hmm. He mentioned that it was a similar taste that he had experienced years ago, but that scent, smell, and taste had not been within his range since twenty fifty nine. Does 59? that? line up with the uh, the dates for the expedition that was dealing with the rock crystal city? Uh, the, the thing about the rock crystal city, from your records, they've known about the, 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 the rocks, the seed rocks for 10, 20 years. Okay. They just didn't know what they were. Yeah. But the guy says that this other Pogmara has whatever was responsible for this has left us. Now, he said this in a bit of a drug-induced trance, but he says whoever was responsible for creating this, they have a certain smell. That smell has left the universe several years ago, and he knows this. He has not encountered this scent ever again, and he knows that it is gone. So whatever this is, whatever this is connected to, it is something that's no longer part of our waking existence. I see. Is this individual still, uh, well, they're clearly still under the influence, as it were. We have, for his safety and ours, uh, locked him in uh, one of the coffins. Coffins meaning one of the uh, Japanese-style hotel uh, hotel cabinets. Yeah. Capsule, capsule beds. Yes. Ah, yes. It is... Unfortunate that one of our brethren has been uh, compromised in this way. Please, allow me to take custody of this individual. They will be well cared for and should help further my research. When you say the phrase, please let me take custody of this individual, it is so, so rare that a Pachmara's eyes bug out. You know, got insanely wide and stared at you for a second. And they says, are you sure this is wise, librarian? I will bow to your wish in these ways, but are you sure this is wise? No, but I believe it is necessary. I understand. I will make mention to the rest of those who come here not to bother the uh, individual, which I need a name for said individual. I forgot to write it down. Uh... (laughs) Quick, grab one. Um, who is known as Tomasi. Tomasi will is he writes down the the birth number of the coffin 
and where to find him. Where to find that, excuse me. Uh, and here is the passcode to open the capsule. It will not open without it. Ah, yes. I appreciate your assistance. There, I will be awaiting assistance to transport this individual back to my laboratory. And it may be some time before I am able to connect with my compatriots in order to do so. But I shall let you know as soon as the birth has been vacated. Uh, understood. Um, please note, we respect you in all ways, but we have seen what this person is like, and he kind of stops, looks around. We are all terrified and probably cannot stand to go close to him. So we want to help as best we can, but we are afraid that we will not be of any of use to you in your quest. This is understandable. Please, if any additional information comes your way, and I'm going to, like, give them a little card with, with like, my birth information and everything, make sure it finds me. But otherwise, I shall trust that you are merely keeping an eye open. Of course. We will continue to watch, observe, and taste. Your assistance is greatly appreciated. They bow, and thank you very much. Kind of go back to what they were doing. So, Mirgrat, where do you go from here? I think where I go from here mm-hmm. is Dooley uh, and I are sharing Dooley's uh, birth as like mm-hmm. our living quarters, and then mm-hmm. we've turned the and then we've turned my birth into like our our team headquarters. Your um, bat cave. Yes. So, how many like is this a single room or? Is there like, is there like a bedroom and a living room? Well, for your quarters is is closer to, but still in the steerage area. Even though you're a highly respected librarian. But no, I've got I've got second class quarters. Oh, that's right, second class. My apologies. Uh, yeah, so that's closer to. It's kind of a suite. So yes, there's a bedroom. Technically, uh, it's kind of more of a. The bed section is cornered off with sliding doors, but it's not much larger than the bed itself. There is a smaller area with a couch, an eating table, a very, very small kitchen or kitchen-like thing, you know, large enough to make a pot of coffee or, you know, something or or make a piece of toast. Um, All right. Is there something akin to a hardware store on the ship? Uh, okay, not in like a hardware hardware store. I mean, this is, after all, a cruise ship. But what yeah. are you look, looking to find? I want, I want to, in, in our bat cave, I want to basically secure the bed area so that we have a place to put this extremely disturbed individual where they won't ruin my lab equipment. Okay. And so I basically, I kind of want to make like a padded cell for them. Okay, do you ask the information desk about this? I ask for the equivalent of a bed, bath, and beyond. Okay. Um, they, they, when you go to the information, they, well, okay, this being Babtech, they actually, you can go to the computer and ask questions. This is always a terminal. Yeah. And so you're looking for, it'll ask you again to please be specific. What exactly are you looking for? Um, because it would depend on where you can, might be able to find it on state on uh, on the ship. Yeah, I mean, I'm willing to go a little out of my way because I need to wait until uh, Dooley and Ty are back in contact. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna ask for 
I don't care where I have to go on the ship. I just want to find out, I just want to find out where the store is that best suits my needs. Again, that's what it's asking for. What is it? What are the needs that you're trying to suit? Oh, I want housewares and some sort of home improvement stuff. So I want, I want a bed, bath and beyond. Okay. So for basic things, when you said, you know, housewares, it points you to various gift shops where there are mugs, plates, everything is trying to, uh, again, this is like a cruise. They want you to go to the various cafeterias or restaurants as much as possible. I mean, they don't want me specifically, I assume. (laughs) But I... They don't want... So as you... Actually, give me a quick research roll. Research? Um, Give me a moment. Mm Mm-hmm. No problem. Uh, What's... Do you want investigation? Uh, Yes. uh, Yes, that'll do. Investigation. Okay. Sorry, research is another game entirely. I keep forgetting what's what. All right. Okay. You have a 20. Not bad. So after doing some investigations with the computer, doing a little research, uh, looking for a padded cell, not so easy to find. Uh, again, there's not a lot they could do. Now, again, you could kind of bluff with asking um, housekeeping for more blankets and more uh, towels, uh, which some of which they'll provide, but only to a limited extent. You did verify this while you were doing research. However, if you're looking for something for restraint as to make sure that an individual cannot is no longer a danger to themselves or others, things like that. Most of that is restricted for security reasons, except... Um, this is this episode is going to be Mirgorot goes to a sex shop, isn't it? Well, I'm not going to say goes to, but essentially, yes. There is a place where you can find full restraints that, yes, it's exactly what you think it is. Yep. Um, All right, let's go. <laughs> so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go there, and I'm also going to get, like, a bunch of extra duvets to, to like, hang on the walls or whatever. <laughs> okay. For, for protection, you mean, as in, like, the fluffy things, right? Yeah, so, uh, which is, by the way, if in, in the cinematic fashion, it would be like, you know, Mirgrad goes, hmm, I think I know where to go for this sort of thing. Ah, here is the restraint place that it was discussed. You walk into the, walk into the st- uh, store, the camera pans up to show exactly what kind of store it is, what it's called, and how, you know, how subtly obvious exactly what kind of store it is. The place called, like, the Upper Stacks, where the letter, uh, where the, the, it ends in, in an X followed by another X, followed by another X. And when you get back, it's the, um, I have received what I need. And you put down the duvet covers and the leather restraining things and the fuzzy handcuffs. (laughs) And you just look up, this should restrain the person uh, for what I need. If you had anybody near you, this would be the point where anyone would turn and look at you and wonder and then realize, okay, probably not that. Let's move on. I mean, this is going to be one of those things where it's like, someone's going to be, like, trying to talk me up into some other, like, random year, and I'm just like, no, no, these restraints will be adequate for my purposes. Yes. But I can see the, please tell me, this locked cage device, why is it so small? Is this for tendrils? Um, And again, yes, keeping with the trying to keep it relatively PG-13, relatively, uh, yes, it's the, here are the euphemisms, here's the things like this, and yes, when you get back, if your team finds your bat cave, it's going to be, why exactly do you have 13 studded dog collars connected by chains to several other uh, restraints appendages and a pole to sit, uh, put them through? Uh, <laughs> yeah, 
they're gonna have a little a couple of questions, but you're like, ah, the the friend the the person at the store was most helpful in this. <laughs> I feel like Ty knows better than to ask questions about this by now. She's been around. <laughs> There is, there is a, her questions will only be get answers, and those are not always preferable. <laughs> He's been around. <laughs> Ty has the great, yep, down to a science. By the way, I am I am reminded, of course, of Crusade with the whole the Pacmarak is that physically, biologically stop, pause. Wonderful thing, technology. So yes, you do come back. Probably you spend about 200 credits worth of material, uh, which for you isn't that bad. You're a librarian. You're fairly well off. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you come back with all these restraints, all these, and not just here are chains, here's uh, uh, the, the, uh, the, the, the the spreader poles or anything else like that. And you got the duvets for, for putting on the walls, but you also have things like self-sealing install hooks, which in your mind is a great way to keep the chain on the wall. It's technically true that's what it's for, but the way you're using it has gone from slightly erotic device to medieval torture chamber. Listen, sometimes you gotta gotta do off-label usage. Absolutely. Absolutely. Particularly when you're uh, dealing with somebody that has already been told to you by others is a danger. The idea here is that we want to keep this individual from being a danger to themselves and others, while also being, like, reasonably humane. <laughs> I like the word reasonably in there. <laughs> I mean, we're on, a, we're on a cruise ship, like, our options are limited. Exactly. So, after getting things set up, yeah, this is taking a little bit of time, but don't worry, when we deal with the other, other group, it will have, uh, hopefully, equal time. But, so... You get things set up. You have a nice corner of the bedroom. Well, you're not using it yourself. You've got the other place to actually snooze. Yeah, so this, is, this is like, you know, we, we've got the, uh, this is our, our research lab. Mm-hmm, exactly. So you already have your home away from home, so doing everything else is perfectly fine. So, yeah, you could use this bedroom area as essentially a, uh, also the other thing you figure out is how to get a couple of locks for the door, so that if that if you need to, you can close the very simple sliding doors and uh, restrain the person inside. Yes, that that is that is what I want as well. I want to be able to to keep the doors locked if need be. Okay, you get all that set up. I'm assuming from that point on, you're actually going to go find Pomasi. No, I am going to find Dooley and Ty because I am not enough of a fool to try and get this, like, drug-crazed Pachmara <laughs> who's constantly having acid flashbacks back to our, our home base on my own. I am not that kind of Pachmara. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Like, there's dumb and then there's stupid. All right, so if that's the case, when last we left you and Ty... Now is y'all's time of the game to shine. You guys were told you'll have a large sum of money deposited in your accounts uh, or given to you uh, in exchange for letting him know, uh, sorry, letting the person who hired you know where Benny took his shipment, where it exactly is, what happened to it, and then if you could, say, deal with Benny yourself, he would be appreciative. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. 
and left you, Benny and Ty, in the room, doors closed, with Benny hanging from the ceiling like a piece of meat. Yeah. I'm kind of looking at Ty like, what do we do with this? I am very happy. <laughs> That's okay. I I I I don't see how that is a direct answer to the other question, other than what do we do here? Nothing. I'm good. Yeah. Uh, Dooley's looking all confused and Ty is smiling. <laughs> yes. So now becomes good questions as Benny is. Benny immediately looks at everybody and is kind of wide eyed panicked, and immediately, once the door is closed, starts in with the, oh, oh, okay, guys, you're here, you're here to help, right? I mean, I, you're my friends, and you're, you, 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 we, we've, we've worked together before, and we've done, we've good, did the good things before, that's, that's, that's all good, right? Are, are we good? You know, it's all good? What's going on? Yeah, remember when you pointed a gun at me, and then called the cops on me 20 minutes later? We're not, <laughs> we're not friends, we're not good. You can see the eyes go wide, and immediately, I, I can't do justice to the sniffling and and uh, the fast talk that he is trying. But he also does, you know, when he when you do the whole, we're not friends. His eyes, you know, just go straight to Dooley, going, but but well, you you won't, you won't let this one, you know, you know, do anything bad. I mean, what do you what are you planning to do? I mean, I mean, I, I don't. We don't know each other that well, but uh, I mean, and, and I know you're you're an art of, of, of some renown, right? And and the, yeah, yeah. It, again, blubbering. Yeah, I don't see how I can troll her really. Um. So, Ty, uh, what are we going to do? Well, uh, Benny's going to tell us where this shipment is. And I then don't we're know supposed... what the shipment is. It got stolen, you know, when you were attacking me. The, the, the something happened to the, 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 the bin, and 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 it's gone. I don't know what's going on, and they won't. They think I'm hiding it someplace, but I can't. I, I mean, I literally can't. And, and and you know, you were you were the person I was hiding it with initially, uh, and while I was doing the, the other deal, and and that that's a, that's all I know. That's all I can possibly know. Mm. Mm. Ty, can I? Talk to you in the corner over there. Sure. <laughs> Can we have a sidebar? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> so we go to the corner, and in as quiet a voice as possible, I will say, uh, so um, it, he's technically right. While you were having that fight, somebody did come by and pick up the briefcase, and I uh, followed them. Oh, yes? Yeah. And? Um, I know what. Well, I know where it went. I don't know who it belongs to because I don't know who is in that room. I actually went in and tried to buy drugs, and I'd never seen the person before. So um, he's technically telling the truth. Mm. I don't know what you want to do with that. Um. Well, you know which door it was, right? You can find it again? Yes. So we pretend that Benny told us where it was. We tell that guy that Benny told us where it was. He goes to the door to deal with whatever. Not my problem. And uh, I don't know what to do with Benny. Mm. I know what to do with Benny. Oh, you do? Oh, dear. What are you going to do with Benny? Well, Ben here is clearly in some trouble. I don't particularly feel like murdering him and hiding his corpse, do you? 
No, it's not really my style. Yeah, I didn't think so. I just can't be bothered. <laughs> I figure. Murder is such a droll banality. <laughs> to be clear, Ty has never murdered anyone in her life. She's 100% <laughs> bullshitting here. <laughs> I say we turn Benny loose in the docking bay and let him fend for himself. Maybe he gets his ship out of here. Maybe all of these enemies he has other than me deal with him themselves. Either way, not my problem. And it gets uh, him out of our hair. I suppose you could, like, scare him into not talking. Mm. Well, I pull one of the pieces of amber out of my pocket. Is this uh, that I have left out of my pocket? Mm-hmm. Do you know if this works on humans? Uh, yes, it does. I see. Well, why don't we just uh, feed him this? Actually, I think that whole cube might kill him. Mm. It's like four or five doses on a human, from what I understand. Six. Six. Give him three side. Enough he won't remember anything. But not so much he dies, probably. Not that I would be sad if he did, but, you know. Yeah. Alrighty. Sounds like a plan to me. Alright. Okay, so just so I understand the plan. Drug Benny. Put him in the docking bay. Mm -hmm. Let him fend for himself. How are you going to get him to the docking bay? Um, well, he's beat up and high, so I figure... Ty probably figures they'll just, like, escort him physically, like, walk him over there. Okay, so you're going to use some of the amber... Yes. ...to get him high. Yes. You're going to then open the doors to respond to uh, your... Current employer that you know where Benny, where's Benny Stash ended up, mm-hmm. uh, and then basically see what happens at that point, right? It's a plan. It's a okay. plan. It's a plan. Uh, okay. So you turn around and there's Benny looking expectant, worried, and oh dear God, you're going to get me out of this, right? Basically, if anyone here has ever sat through uh, Miller's Crossing. Does anyone has anyone seen the movie? No. Okay, I, I, I it's it's a uh, Cohen's Brothers movie it's about 1920s gangsters. I do recommend it. It's a lot of fun. But if you ever want to see John Turturro begging for his life, uh, it's basically what Benny looks like now. Dooley looks over at Ty and says, "Well, this is uh, yeah, it's up to you." All right. Well, nobody else has any better ideas. That's what we're gonna do. Okay. okay. So um, I do that. I don't know how the cubes work. I assume you. Part of it off, or no? It's a cube. Uh, go ahead. Do you want to describe it, Dooley? Well, I mean, there are multiple ways, but the most common way is to basically cut off a piece and grind it up, and either ingest it or snort it. All right, then. You got a knife? Of course. Can I borrow <laughs> it? <laughs> yeah. So I like clumsily go about grinding up this drug. <laughs> okay. Here is the fun thing. Do either of you have knowledge pharmacology? Nope. Does anyone of you have knowledge medicine? Nope. Uh, maybe. <laughs> you know a lot about customs laws. <laughs> I haven't actually opened my character sheet yet because I literally just got home. That's okay. Um, You've had a busy day. No, I do not have knowledge medicine. Okay. So. This is where it gets fun. Who wants to administer the dose? Um, I mean, it's Ty's idea. I figure she would do it just, you know, since it was her idea. Okay. 
So, Ty, I'm going to need you to roll a medicine check. And since you don't have medicine, it is strict, strictly a d20 plus your intelligent modifier. So, what's your intelligence? <laughs> 13. 13. So, that is a modifier of 2, correct? Mm-hmm. It All says right. 1. Oh, I assume it, yeah, okay. yes, I, yes. I assume it kind of right. All right. Yeah, one, oh, that is, that, yeah. yeah, that's one. That's, hmm? Yeah. Okay, then. So, one d, uh, roll 1d20 plus 1. And let the drum roll begin. <laughs> okay. 16. You kind of do the, gr- you know, slice off, grind up, you know, and then <laughs> you look, you know, Benny in the eye, and you're going to go, open up, Benny. It's feeding time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, Julie just shakes her head. This is just weird. <laughs> Actually, I believe this, the phrase is... This, go ahead. I was going to say, this is one of those moments where, you know, you look back and you say, now, if you told me a year ago... <laughs> <laughs> So the words, this is you in the middle of a 1970s film noir. Uh, <laughs> if, you te- if you told me that a year ago that I'd be standing here shoving drugs down the, down the, down the throat of a, of a bad, bad criminal, I would have told you you were crazy. And yet, yeah, so the 16, you kind of go, oh, open up, Benny. Benny, you know, doesn't want to do it. He's not sure he clamped his nose down. And eventually he opens his mouth and you just kind of sprinkle it in. And so, <laughs> drugs to a cat, just shove it in there and hold his mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> you know, again. Oh man! <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's one of those things that if this happened in a D and D game, the phrase "I need you all to check your alignment right now and do an alignment check" would probably come up. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but with a sixteen, he gets kind of like. You know, a little woozy and a little, you know, takes a little while for the stuff to kick in. But once it does, his eyes get very dilated very quickly. And then he gets kind of euphoric, kind of sick, actually does vomit a little bit. And he's still constrained. He's still held up to the ceiling uh, by his hands. While he's doing that, uh, he just kind of gets loopy and looks around. And, and just, eventually he starts muttering things like, The book. You were supposed to have the book. Where's the book? That was the deal, right? That was the deal. Things, things wanted the book. So, yeah. Am I home yet? I kind of want to be home. But I'm, I'm not home. Am I? He starts kind of muttering to himself this sort of stuff. Yeah, so I'll, I'll I'll look confused at the book and kind of glance over at Ty, but when he starts muttering about home, I'll be like, soon, Benny. We'll get you there soon. Really? Where's home? Where is home? He gets kind of maudlin for a second. It's that kind of interesting maudlin that he smiles at that, you're, that only happens when someone is really, really high and really, really depressed at the same time. It's like, home is nowhere and, like, everywhere. And, I mean... Yeah, I suppose it could still be Earth, but I haven't been Earthbound in so long. And he just starts muttering to himself, you know, back and forth. And he is just 
blissed out but terrified, which means he's having a very strange trip. Yeah. Tell me about the book, Benny. Where did you get that book? Antiquities dealer. Uh, I, there's a guy who gets things for the last of his kind, and the book was supposed to be part of a deal. I'm, you know, so many deals on this ship. I'm just trying to make an honest buck, is all. And, and he needed the book for something. You know, there's planets that have been desolate for years, but we know that things used to live on them. There's sometimes they leave stuff, and and sometimes it just doesn't go away. And and I know there's like groups of people, and they go and they find the stuff, and they just don't know what they have. And and I I used to sell that. I'm a good. I'm a good. Dealer, I I used to know it. And he is getting maudlin. I mean, like, wow. like, like you know, about to break just, down his ears. Stand there and watch. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's he's basically going breaking down kind of the uh, how much of a good antiquities dealer he was before he got caught in something or other that he kind of mutters about, and then now he's got to be running two bit schemes for scummy people and and great elder things, and 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 now he's got to deal with all that yeah nonsense, and, and and can't he find a good girl to settle down with? I mean, is it so hard to get a, a small you know place on a planet that's nice, has a job, has a family? That'd be nice, right? But and again. The yeah. maudlinness out of this guy just spews. Billy looks at Tyan. Unbelievably depressing thing I've ever seen. Very interesting people. <laughs> you really people. don't want to know about this guy. Uh, no, <laughs> I don't. Um, so what do we do now? Shut up, Benny. Oh, that's what my ex used to say. And he immediately just starts weeping. Oh, this is better than the talking. I go to the door and open it up. <laughs> it's like, when you open the door, there's again the, the wall of man. Guy just built like a, you know, like a linebacker. Hey, so uh, you got a nice talk with Benny? You got me my info? We sure did. Ah, good on you. He looks in the door. Hey, he's crying. Not bad. Still breathing, though. That's a problem. Eh, we'll take care of it, like I said. Really? So, uh, what do you need to take care of it? Uh, I need a ticket on the next ship out of here. I don't care where it goes. And that's really it. It looks over as this ship, the next next ship out of here. We're in hyperspace. This is a ship. We're, mm-hmm. we're going to a colony planet, remember? Mm-hmm. So you're going to try to... He looks at you like you're crazy. What are you talking to Ticket for? He's, he's He looks at you he's like, I thought that you were needing something else to, you know, finish the job and all. said I would take care of this. Uh, you really want me to explain it to you? If it looks over a second, you know, you don't have to explain it to me. But if I think for a second you're going to double-cross me, you and I are going to have some words. And that goes for your friend over there, pointing right at Dooley. 
just like roll my eyes at him. He goes, he snaps his fingers. Hey, focus up here. He snaps his fingers. Two other wall of men kind of, you know, get up from their positions, kind of go, do that whole, yes, boss. How can I help you, boss? Hey, focus. All right. All right. My friends here will explain the, will explain what Benny told us. I like point at Dewey. <laughs> so the shipment was uh, picked up by someone when he was in a restaurant and uh, he told us where it was taken and we can take you there. Oh, so he does know where it came, where it went to. We thought as much. Okay. Mm-hmm. No problem. No problem. You know what? Why don't you take us there right now? He looks over at one of the guys. Hey, got he? He's just kind of makes you know thrusts his thumb towards the door where Benny is. He kind of nods, goes into the door with, with the Benny. Door closes behind him, and he whistles for another couple of guys. And all of them look like they mean business. Most of them are humans. Uh, one looks like a a, a Drazi. You think there's a couple of variants that are kind of could be Drazi, could not be. But either all of them look like they. You know, are there for, uh, let's just say they all look ready to rumble. What do you do? Um, I guess we show them where things are. Okay. I let Dooley lead because I don't know where we're going. Even though I'm desperately acting like I know where we're going. As you go through the down, uh, the uh, steerage section, dodging people, it's kind of packed. And again, not the best place to be, but the the... the Fairly well-dressed mountains of the beings kind of grab enough attention that they part crowds like Moses parting the Red Sea. And people just get out of your way very quickly. Those who don't know what's going on are immediately like dragged away by people who do. You know, it's one of those situations. Eventually, you make your way back to the door that is fairly close to the propulsion area, to the engine area, uh, which is where you saw last time. What do you do? I like point at it. Yeah, lead them to the door. This is where it went. That is where it went. All right. He knows. Let's go ahead, Ty. It's all Benny knows. All right. So uh, he didn't know what they did with it. So he didn't know what they did with it. He just knows it went in the store. All right. So um, you guys stay right there. And it's very obvious from the muscle behind you, you're gonna stay right there. I just like shrug. Like okay. He goes over, hits the door chime. After a moment, another being emerges. Yes, how can we help you? Oh, hey, Frank. Uh, a couple of bins here who are saying there was a shipment uh, dropped off over here. Uh, yeah, a couple showed it up. A uh, couple of our... Um, he looks over. A couple of the associates dropped it off. Really? They uh, took it off of... Uh, Benny, who was supposed to drop it off either. Yeah, Benny was trying to undercut us. Had a couple other side deals going on, we found out. Um, he looks over. Oh, there's. A, he points at Dooley. Oh, Dougie over here. You got a, a decent customer. Yeah, the Ancient One uh, said that uh, he got what he needed from that, though he is missing a few details. So uh, he's had the associates uh, looking for a few things. Yeah. Uh, the big guy goes, huh, all right, I get you. Thanks, Frank. Hey, Joey, uh, 
Be kind to your mom, all right? Oh, all the time. No problem, eh? Door closes. Looks over both of you. He says, so. And he was, uh, told you to, that it was coming here, did he? But he said. Yeah. And yet, who Benny was wasn't the person who dropped it off. It was other people that we were familiar with. So how did Benny know? Sounds like your problem. I have no idea. Uh, sounds like somebody ain't telling everything. I just stare at him. Yeah, Dilly just kind of shrugs her shoulder. <laughs> I, there's nothing to tell. I, I can't tell you what I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to need Sorcerer and Dooley to make... Let me get the exact... Uh, yeah, y'all need a will save from you guys. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Dooley. So uh, for those playing at home... Oh, I rolled a 21. <laughs> rolled a 21. Um, Yikes. Yeah. So Ty rolled a, a 9, and, and uh, Dooley rolled a 21 against a... 33. Oh, dear. So, the thug, who is doing more than just these simple cracking of knuckles of, I don't think you guys have been telling us the whole truth, have you? Ty, you can act tough all you want, but this is a guy who now scares you. He is a person who's basically said, yeah, we know where you are, we know where your family is, um, would you like to taste your child's eyeballs before we before we force you to swallow them, or do you just want them pureed? Dooley, on the other nuts. hand, this is nuts. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, from Dooley's point of view, she's like, "How I was just walking down the corridor. <laughs> <laughs> How did these I things like, happen?" Glare <laughs> at her slightly. This was all her idea. <laughs> I just wanted to go home for a little while and then get back to it at this meeting that I have in, what, like, a few hours with this other guy. <laughs> I admit, this has gone well that. out of control that I can imagine myself, so there's that. Uh... <laughs> I had this all figured out, but nope. <laughs> so, yeah, but basically what it's coming down to is you told him... Benny told you guys this is where the drugs were dropped off. He talked to the guy behind the behind the door who recognized that they at least have some sort of trust factor, who said that it wasn't Benny who dropped it off, but it was a couple of their associates who did. Uh, <clears throat> and that Benny was also supposed to be doing some other kind of double dealing or something like that. Um, so your story and their story don't mash up. And since they trust the person on the other side of the door, Frankie, more than they trust you guys. Now they right. think, well, who's the lying part here? It's got to be you guys. So what exactly is it that you're not telling us? So what happens now on the quest for Amber? Does Ty and Dooley make a deal with gangsters? Do they find themselves in a the most precarious situation? Do you think Mirgrat will help them? Do you think Mirgrat will come to the rescue? Do you think Mirgrat will understand how to use a spreader bar? These are questions that must be answered, but they must be answered next time when you join us again for Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. Come back to us. Greg, go get Alyssa. We've got performances to do. Now go and loop up! And that's where we end this week. 
I want to thank everyone for joining us. I hope you will continue to join us every two weeks for another episode of Odyssey, a Babylon 5 story. If you have questions, comments, constructive criticism, or just want to say hi, then you can find us at temporalplaygrounds.com slash odyssey or email at temporalplaygrounds at gmail.com. Babylon 5 was created by J. Michael Straczynski and is owned by Warner Brothers Domestic Television. The Babylon 5 role-playing game was produced by Mongoose Publishing utilizing the OGL Open Gaming License of D20. Our theme music was composed by Evan King. The song Titan Striker is available on YouTube, social media, and at evankingmusic.com. Please see his website for more information. Again, I am Daniel, and I thank you for joining us on this adventure. Good night, and keep dreaming.